0: This is a courier talking football. I'm Eric Nicholson and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Jim, we'll start with you. You are at United's game in midweek. I don't think you were at Celtic Park, but uh, I'm sure you were you were watching the uh the stream. Very impressive stuff from United. It's it's you know, we thought for a we thought this might have actually been the uh, the afternoon when they got that win at Celtic Park. But I mean, everything is as the as folks say these days. Everything is trending in the right direction
1: for them, isn't it? I think so. I think if you're a United fan at the at the minute, Eric, you've got a lot of reasons to be very, very happy. I mean, they they're playing they're playing some really sweet, neat, tidy stuff. Um, to go to, to to Celtic Park, I think as I say in my Twitter account, it's always a very good result, even if the Celtic side are bowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was mm-hmm. I was being slightly tongue in cheek. They're not a great Celtic side, but that, you know what? That's irrelevant. You go through, um, you're up against uh, you know a, a side who pay big money for supposedly quality players. Um, and you give a really good account of yourself. I mean, I thought, you know, the they, they comp- United were composed. There was a bit of a barrage, you know, late on um, at the bar. There was a couple went over the bar. I mean, it was one of these games that, frankly, it probably, probably could end up with 7-4 or 7-5 or something like that, you know, but... Um, I think United—they're showing an energy. They're showing a, a, a terrific commitment. They press the ball. They press opponents. There's a great energy, a great vitality um, about them. They're, they're organised and they're prepared to have a go. You know that—that's the other thing. That I mean, Town Courts is putting it aside. I think that are, you know, the, the very opposite of what they saw under Mickey Mellon. And I'm not knocking Mellon. I mean, Mellon did the job. You know, he, he kept the, uh, you know, he kept them up and all the rest of it. And you know they they did the, the, the business not in a particularly attractive way, but I think United they're good to watch, and I think that's important. There's almost you know, I think since the Jim McLean days, there's almost been a kind of a, an unspoken um, rule that Dundee and it have to play some decent, attractive football, and I think they're doing it under Tom so or at least try to so far, at least try to. Yeah. yeah, well, they're trying to. That's right, and uh, I mean, how how can you complain? You know, I mean, at the moment, seven in, they're sitting in fifth position, a point ahead of Celtic. I mean, that's a great start to the season for them. So, I think it's 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 a it's a very very impressive performance so far, and I'm delighted. You know, I'm, I'm delighted for Tam because I'm I don't want to harp on about this, but, you know, we know what football's like. A lot of people look and go, oh, you know, what's his background? Where's he from? A, a man like that going to charge a, a, you know, a big club like United. Well, I think he's off to a flying start. I think he's done a, a terrific job so far and along with coaching staff as well because it's never just a one-man thing. I think it's a real collective effort at Tarnadise and there's a lot to be pleased about.
0: I think the, uh, you know, we'll go into the sort of the stars of this team in, in, in a bit, Sean, but I think it's it's the way Tam Courts is 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 growing into the job is a fascinating story and, you know, just, just wee things like where he's decided, you know, that that was obviously the right time to, you know, maybe have a wee sort of wee pop at, at Mickey Mellon, you know. These things don't happen by accident, don't they? A question was put to him, well, no, it wasn't at the press conference, but it seems a, a question was put to him about, you know, sort of last season and the the and the... Uh, the the sort of message that that Mickey Mellon was putting across about his team, and then I think it was along the along the lines of you know it was it was it was too experienced. So basically, that was you know championship players, and you know the expectation level probably shouldn't have been too high last season. And you know he's come away with a quote. Well, let's, let's try and quote him accurately. I think that was that was the worst narrative ever. You know that's a pretty bold thing, isn't it? You know that's that's a manager that's feeling confident about himself he's feeling confident about the way his team's developing to put that out there. Cause you can end up wagging your face when you say stuff like that, can't you? So I, I think that's an interest. There's this guy's feeling like, yeah, this is, this is for me, isn't he?
2: Yeah. 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 I think, I think he isn't, but I mean, it makes sense to, to do so at this point um, because I mean, there are, there are players, a lot of players there who were there last season and who, would have been subject to that narrative, if you like, um, that Mickey Mellon, Mickey Mellon was um, quite fond of at the time. <laughs> Every time they got a win, it seemed to be, oh well, you know these these guys are are championship yeah, yeah, players, yeah. effectively. Um, and it was it was we heard that so many times, and you can't help but feel that if you're in that dressing room and you're you're doing a job in the Premier League and you're getting. These wins and then your manager's going well. These are championship players, effectively. It must get on your wick a bit, you know, to have it repeatedly trotted out like that. Because the the message is that maybe you're not quite up to this level and you're doing well to be doing as well as you're yeah, doing. Yeah. So for um Tam Courts to address that is is it's quite smart at this point, I think, because he's got players there who heard that a lot last season. Now they're they're, they're playing for him, and he's just given them a completely different message publicly. There, he's just gone and said, no, no. These guys know what they're doing, and that's he, he's building them up by doing that. So it's a, it's a smart thing um, for him to do, and yeah, as the way he's growing into the role, I think that's that's a good example of a way in which he's he's growing into it um, on the PR side, certainly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously, he's he's growing into it in the coaching side. Now, that, that's not to say that he 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 wasn't <laughs> able to do it in the first place, because quite clearly, I think I think he was, and certainly, I think the more that you watch his team and the more that they, they keep getting these sorts of results, the draw at Celtic part is fantastic. But you you just you start to think, well, these players are obviously for him. They're having them. Yeah, because yeah. I think if, if, if they weren't, it's not just that, that you would see it on the pitch, and you absolutely aren't. You're, what you're seeing on the pitch is, is a bunch of players who are who are executing instructions as directed. But I think you you would also hear murmurings because footballers, <laughs> they, they talk. and But no, you're, you're not hearing a single bad word about this guy. So I, I think this group of players are absolutely having him. They're doing what he asks. And he's saying these the, the right things, I think. So I, I think growing into the job is absolutely a, a really good observation.
1: Uh, sean i think that's right i think that you know it, it doesn't matter what you you know what, what your walk of life is you know if, if you're a journalist there's nothing better than than an editor who you know will have your back you know because occasionally you'll get you know you'll get things wrong or you'll be unsure of something there's nothing better than an editor as your, as your back i mean i know that as a you know as a broadcaster you, you want a producer who will back you maybe when you've got a story that you're kind of you may be unsure about you want somebody that has faith in you you want somebody that kind of you know that, that, that will back you and also somebody that will point out when you know you know potentially where you're going wrong and what you might do to correct that and all the rest of it. But ultimately, you want someone who has faith in you, uh, uh, and courts is, you know, courts. I think is becoming uh, quite obvious now. He's an articulate, intelligent individual. For those who didn't know him, they can now quite clearly see that, you know, the, the lad has qualities about, about him. You know, um, and, and he's a younger, a younger manager, but not a young manager. I mean, he's, what's Tom thirty-seven now? So he's, he's at that kind of, he's at that fine age in life where probably you're probably all the man you're going to be. And I think he's shown a terrific level of maturity in terms of how he's handling. Wish people. I'd known that at thirty-six,
0: how, John. Yeah. Well,
1: wish had would known her 50s, like, you know. But no, I mean, he's shown, he's shown that, that a terrific level of maturity. Um, I think Sean is absolutely right. I think the The squad, because it is a squad game, are buying into it. Um, They're playing with, you know, they're almost playing with a joie de vivre. I mean, United are are, 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 at times really, really exciting to watch. They flip in and out of games. You know, against Hibs, uh, there there were periods where they were kind of, not down but not out, but, you know, uh, came into things and played really, really well and neat, tidy, giving goes and energetic and finding men and making space and all the rest of it. So... I think this is very much a team uh, building in progress, which all you know, well, football clubs are at any given time. But I think you can see something, I think, quite special starting to emerge here. I mean, I'm sure you'll be going on to the individual performances shortly, but there are some really impressive um, individual performances starting to emerge. And I think there's a collective will and collective spirit, which I think is quite clear now as well. And that's, that's impressive and that's great for the future. With course, Sean, the more I think about it now,
0: I think the Aberdeen game has been absolutely transformative for him, and it kind of—I think he's after that game. I think it, it, the penny has dropped for for courts that you know he's 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 divorced himself from what was perceived as Mickey Mellon type football, hasn't he? You know, because the, the big issue that I think not not it wasn't the way United fans wasn't that they they got well beaten at Petardry. It was the fact that after having seen the League Cup and then that game, they were thinking. What the hell's changed here? You know, they they, they really not you know if you're if you're bringing in a young manager with you want fresh ideas you want and you wanted you know because they were they were sold on this new vision, and it just didn't it just looked like it was going to be the same stuff with it with a different with a younger guy and a different coat on the touchline. But since then, he has changed it, and I thought it, it's it's up it's it's masterstroke really because you know he he's he's picked up on all the things that were arkin united fans and you know he's now he's now actually articulating them as well as what he's putting on what he's putting on the football pitch which is you know it it's it feels like a no brainer doesn't it
2: well it it, it does but it's, it's not just it, he's he's picked up on it and he's acted upon it it's that actually the outcome of it is that it was the right thing to do in the first yeah, place yeah which is which is uh, what, Mickey M- Mellon seemed to sort of rail against a bit last season. Cause, cause, uh, to be fair to Mickey Mellon, he did he did talk up United's young players at, on the occasions where he used them. He always said, oh, we've got the best young players in Scotland and this and that. So he gave them the big sell, if you like, uh, whenever they were involved. But there was there was a reliance on a sort of core group of players there, Um now that that core group is, you could argue, it's still there um, under Tam Courts. So it's changed a little bit. Its makeup slightly different. But what we are seeing now is after that Aberdeen game, there was, there was well, we've heard so much about the likes of Kerr Smith. So if they're that, good, where are they? But we've seen them, particularly in the last few weeks. Now, I mean, Kieran Smith—he's—he's he's, he's dropped in the derby. He's played against Celtic now. Played very well on both occasions. But we're seeing Kieran Freeman in there. Um, Louis Perry's coming back in. Yes, and I know. Where's yeah, exactly. he? Yeah, exactly.
0: He just wasn't. <laughs> he just. He just it just wasn't a Mickey Mellon, you know, for whatever reason, they well, just...
1: Eric, Eric they, I always say, you know, cautious people don't take up bungee jumping, you know, and, and, and Mickey Mellon was cautious. Do you always, always say, say that, just, <laughs> so was that a Shakespeare one? Was that a Shakespeare, <laughs> one, it? That a Shakespeare berries, you know? quoting there, is it? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, one of my favourite lines. I mean, no, I mean, they don't. And, and Mellon was, a, he was a cautious character. He, 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 he did... He did the job he was there to do. He was never going to be a long-term appointment for United. I mean, United fans just didn't like the football that he played. There was... um, I mean, there's hardly any point in going into it, you know. I mean, it's transformative what's happened, I think, subsequently in terms of the way the team are playing football, league position-wise, and just generally how much people are enjoying seeing what uh, what United under Tom Courts are, are are bringing to bear on the pitch, so you know there's 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 no comparison. But I wouldn't go over the score with, with Melvin. He was a different type of manager. It wasn't. It was never going to be a long term thing. United are into a project here, as opposed to having a manager to pick a team for a season or, or so. Um, this is into a project. You know where. Um, it's the collective. It's right throughout the team, bringing younger guys through, working in the community. There's a whole, there's a whole raft of things going on here, and at the moment, it all looks very, very positive. And I think I went back actually again last night and, and, and watched the highlights, and there was some terrific stuff. I mean, you know, I, I know that Celtic cracked the bar, was it twice, maybe three times. There was a couple of went over, one a deflection, which God knows how they didn't go in. But United you know, had their chances as well, you know, and played some really good stuff, pressed and constantly harried, and just looked good when they were on the ball, moved it really well. For Space. Uh, there's an intelligence about the team. I think at the moment, which is which is impressive.
0: Looks Sean like they've got two class acts. One which they can make good money on, and one which they'll get the benefit out of him because he's on loan. You know, Fuchs and and Levitt both Luke, they they've transformed this team. I know Fuchs was there last season, but you know, he's, he, it feels like he's showing he's really really stamping his his name all over it now. These two are, have taken taken this team to another
2: level, haven't they? Yeah, well, Fuchs has impressed me. I mean, I thought he was good. He was tidy last season he, he, and he was starting to to show hints of, of, of being maybe even better than that. But I think this season he's been fantastic when he's had the chance. Again, that was another thing that, that maybe was questioned after the Aberdeen game was where's Fuchs? Because he, he never played in that game. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. But... He's certainly come in after that and, and what an impact he's made. Um, and having Lever uh, and next to him, I think our, our colleague Ewan Smith did a, a fantastic piece looking at the sort of statistical side of, of those two working together in that midfield and, and has kind of demonstrated the importance of it. And Levitt, I mean, for, for a young guy, is excellent at sitting in front of that back four and screening and looking after the ball. and He's allowing Fuchs to use his sort of athleticism and get about the pitch. I,
0: I think it's the most important position on the pitch. And it's yeah. it's, it's the one that it goes without, you know, it doesn't get the, the headlines, does it? You know, but it's you see every top team down down south, you know, you look at Cante's and Fabinho's, these guys, you know, if you, if you get it right there, everything seems to follow, doesn't it, Sean?
2: And at the moment, yeah, United are, are, are in a good place in the middle of the park there. Um, but F- Fuchs is, is really really impressive. I remember I was watching the the Rangers game on the telly, um, and many's actually in the pub. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> surprise, su- surprise, <laughs> surprise! But I remember sitting watching him, and uh, I think in in that game that was the first one where I kind of watched him and I thought, "Oh, tell you what, this this guy's he's actually very good." Um, because it, it just I don't think he wasted a ball, and he was aggressive. I think he won He won pretty much every challenge he went for, or, or, or certainly made an impact with every challenge he went for. And then he can he can he can do the possession side of the game as well. So uh, he's he's very very good. And uh, the problem that United have now, here we they, go. Whether they, whether, whether they see it,
0: their players again, yeah, exactly. And, uh, so <laughs>
2: whether whether they whether they see it as a problem or not, I'm I'm not entirely sure because I suspect
0: it's not a problem. It's, it's their business plan, no. isn't oh, it? Well,
2: exactly. So they suspect when you bring him in. You Know if all if everything goes the way you want it to on the park, yeah. then the upshot of that is that, that he, he will be sold. Um, so I suspect that the, the issue, if not a problem, that United will have it won't be selling him, it'll be replacing him because if he keeps playing the way he is, then January I suspect they will he will have uh, quite a few suitors because he's he's been terrific.
0: I That's think. it, Jim. They won't, will they learn a lesson? No, the things kind of. You know things went against them, but will they learn a lesson from the Shanklin one? You know, you, you don't leave it to the to the well, some. Sub- I mean, you'll, I'd, you'll, I'd, I'd what what I
1: don't. <laughs> you're learning all the time. I mean, there's a couple of things with Shankland, you know, the Shankland one. When I mean, Shankland was scoring goals at championship level for a combination of things, injury, loss of form, the way Mellon played him, you know, wasn't doing it at a higher level. And I, I, I we'll not know whether he could have done it at a higher level, um, you know, throughout the course of this season had he, had he stay, stayed and not gone up to Belgium. But But the simple truth of the matter is, you know, the model at United, I think, is starting to look very interesting indeed. I mean, you've got a sporting director, Tony Asgard, who's got a great contacts book, um, who, who and they will be looking all the time. You know, they'll be looking, identifying what might be next, getting you know, getting the kind of the lowdown on players who they might not be targets now, but they might be young players who might be a target in a year's time, two years' time, you know, that that's, that's the way it works. I mean, you're constantly thinking of players moving on. I mean, the simple truth of the matter is that almost every club in the world is a selling club, so Dundee United are, are no different from that and Dundee United have always been a selling club since, uh, you know, you go back to Jerry Kerr's days, you know, when, um You know, they they transferred Ron Yates to to, to Liverpool, and you can go all the way through Jim McLean's great scouting system with the kids. They they always sold, you know, whether it was Andy Gray, Daly, Ray Stewart, you know, whatever, right, right throughout. So that's the model now. The key thing is when you sell, have you something ready to replace like for like, or something at least that's very similar? And, you know, and and do you have the contacts to be able to bring in a Dylan Levitt um, on loan? You know, I mean, to bring in a Man United player on loan is a a pretty impressive thing to do, I think, particularly when you see how well the laddie is playing with range of passing, he's got the accuracy of his passing, the calmness under pressure and all the rest of it, you know, um, to have spotted Fuchs, I think, you know, um, it's not just a case of, I think, spotting a player, it's spotting a player and thinking what might we be able to develop him into, what are the particular range of skills he has he got, can we add to those skills or can we complement them in some way and move him on, I mean, to to be honest with you, the way Giando Fuchs is playing at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they get a big bid for him in, in the January window. It's entirely entirely possible. Uh, What I would say as well, and I kind of, you know, I've banged the drum a couple of times, uh, both in the column and the podcast as well for. I mean, I'm an Aparee fan. I like Louis Perry. I like I like his style. I like his rangy play. I think you know he, he's he's very good on the on the left. I think he could play not as an out and out striker, but you could push him at that um, an auxiliary role if you needed to. But he, he's a good provider, I think, from the left. But I like Harks as well, and I think Harks is now starting to ve- to develop as well. There's an energy in that midfield with Fuchs uh, either goals. side. You know, I mean that's why he, he's getting goals. Game. That was a terrific goal he scored on on, on Sunday at Celtic Park. I mean, the, the ball was delo- a beautiful. Uh, Ballin <clears throat> from Niskanen and, and it's slightly behind him so you know, you've got to be athletic, you've got to be very supple to rearrange your body and uh, that fraction of a second to get in to get the neck behind the ball and direct and put a pow- bit of power into it as well and I think Hark's you know people forget he came from America I'm not knocking for a moment American football a lot, I watch a lot on TV and it's of a very high standard it's a different style uh, and I think he is now I think now you're starting to see the lad emerging into the kind of player I think that whoever spotted him in the first place thought that he might be so I think you know there's an impressive um, midfield kind of triumvirate in, in there at the moment and Hark's and Levitt in the middle uh, and Fuchs you know and, and quite interchangeable as well. so I think there's an energy and a tempo um, and, and a directness about uh, uh, about that midfield which is very uh, uh, very impressive but Levitt is Lever looks already like a terrific um, a terrific acquisition albeit it'll be a, a short term one. Sean
0: Jim kind of touched on it there but it's worth expanding on I mean there was, Tony Ashgar was taking a, a lot of flack in the in the summer. Mainly when people weren't coming in, you know it was obviously everybody's always they want signings every day of the week um but when you sit back and you reflect on his summer 's work, i mean he's for me for starters, while getting shanklin out the door and he probably he probably would have moved Seagrist on as well had it not been for the for the injury but even if you even if you took the the, the goalie out of the equation I think he's got he's got a stronger team now than he did at the end of last season. And I didn't think that would be possible, given what United were looking to to do financially to get themselves, you know, to get to try and, you know, steady the ship. He's done that and he's got assets. So, I mean, he's done a hell of a job over the summer, hasn't he, Tony Ashgar?
2: Well, yeah, and you could also bring Tom Coates into that at this point, I think. I mean, he's want to... You don't... <laughs> The temptation is to, to say, "Oh, it's a hit appointment." You know, it's it's early doors yet, but I mean, the, the signs are good at this point. Um, and he took a lot of criticism over that appointment, as well as the transfer stuff. There was there was a lot of fans who who seemed to be unhappy um, with Tam Courts appointment at the time. There were, to be fair, there were a lot who were who were ready to remain open minded and give it a chance as well. But he did take a bit of criticism over that, but. I think United fans watching that side now will, will see that there's a group of players there who know what they're doing and they're well drilled and there's a system there that functions. And actually, you look at them at the weekend at Celtic Park, and two of the, what you, what you who you would call the headline signings of the summer, if you like, in Mark McNulty uh, and Charlie Mulgrew weren't there. And players are slotting in, young players are slotting in, and it's not weakening them, perceive, perceptibly, anyway. Um, so, aye, the, the I, I think that's 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 to the manager's credit or the head coach's credit, if you like, that there is this this system there that the players seem to be comfortable with now. So that that's his work on the training ground. That's that's got that to where it is. But in terms of the personnel as well, aye, I mean you look at those the players that have come in and and yeah, they, they look good they like good <laughs> It's as simple as that. So, uh, from from it being a summer of with with some amount of kind of disquiet around it, oh, yeah. it, it, it looks to have shaken out pretty well. Uh, so, I would imagine that, that Tony Askar. I'm sure he's not getting ahead of himself, you know. He knows that football sort of ebbs and flows, and, and things can change quite quickly. But I'm sure there's a bit of Tony Asker that, that that's sitting looking at the situation and, and is, is enjoying it quite a bit, taking some satisfaction from it because the a lot of the the moves in the transfer market that he's put in place and 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 clearly the the, the head coach one as well, they, they seem to, they're all moving in the right direction for me. So I think he's entitled to enjoy that.
0: The one thing I would. Before we before we close the chapter on this United piece of the podcast, Jim, we didn't get the chances to speak about United in the and uh, the League Cup. The one thing I I do think Tam Courts did get wrong, it was was uh, changing his goalkeepers for for the United hibs game. Did you did you get? I think. That was a mistake. I think he should have stuck with stuck with Seagrist. For me, the you know yeah, cup, I mean- cup, 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 cup quarterfinals every bit is important. And once you've made the change, once you've you've effectively said, look, it doesn't matter how you how you phrase it. You can be as cute as and PR savvy as you want, but by putting Seagrist in for the derby, he said you're my number one and for me he should have stuck with him
1: yeah I'm a great believer in playing your your, your best team not not for a moment I have to say would, would you not Trevor Carson I mean he he, he, certainly, he was faultless Um, I think in, in the game so you
0: do know, you know, th- well was, no, in the Hibs well, game yeah
1: well, yeah. Uh, no, no, first goal, goal I, no, I, no, I, no, yeah. I, I
0: wouldn't I wasn't happy with his positioning for the first goal but anyway not, no, I mean,
1: I, I, mean I, I wouldn't quibble wouldn't quibble over it but I don't think I mean he didn't have a bad game by any manner of means you know um, but no I mean I, I mean I think Segrist is the better of the two keepers but you know Carson is not a bad goalkeeper, and th- these are the, the trade-offs and the compromises that you make as a manager. You try to keep an entire squad happy, a dressing room happy, and all the rest of it. Ter- I mean, I you know I said the other week. I mean, in, in terms of uh, the League Cup, great, you know, smashing. They've to the semi-final. The league is an important thing. The league is the important. Speak to any manager, you know, they will tell you either privately or publicly that the league is the important thing. Survival for some managers is absolutely all it, all it's about. For others, it's you know being up the table a wee bit further or top six or whatever. But but you know, going to the final of the league cup, and I know Saints have done brilliantly, with two, you know, and, and hit off to Hamden again. But my suspicion is that you would take you know surviving in the in, in the the premiership uh, before a, a good run in the league cup because doing badly. In the Premiership and dropping out of it can be an incredibly expensive uh, mistake, and there's no guarantee that you come back very, very quickly. Look at Dundee United three, three, and a bit. Well, three seasons down there. Um, There's no guarantee you come back quickly. It's a dark, dark place to to be. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I would always go for um, my best goalkeeper, uh, and Seagrass is the best goalkeeper. We don't know whether there was anything more to it than that. If it was just a a straight choice, and it was a case of timekeeping keeping. Carson happy because he felt that, you know, he's he, he trying to keep a squad content. Fair enough. Um, it, it's no harm done in the respect that, for me, the league is the important thing. Um, it would have been lovely for United to have gone into the semi-final. Um, well, it wasn't to be. So for me, yeah, I had a go with Seagrass, as I said last week in the podcast. But the important thing is he was back in for the game against Celtic and performed admirably. So um, that's what managers get the big box for. That's why Tom's on a million pound a year at TARDIS. <laughs> 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 that will get cut, Jim. I right, uh, totally uh, the a heart <laughs> the, uh, the just
0: the the fixtures are, are given them an opportunity to to build on the strong strong start they've they've, they've made. Aren't they, Sean?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know. I was just looking at them before uh, the ones that are coming out. of Ross County at home first, uh, which which is a a nice one. Hibs uh, away, heads he- away,
0: Motherwell yep. at home, Motherwell in at home, then Livingston, St. Johnston right? right. at home. So there's there's, opportunity yeah, there's there. There's
2: a to... nice run, yeah, uh, a decent run for them. So yeah, they'll be they'll be looking at that. They'll be uh, feeling pretty pretty happy about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's you can look at it and feel happy about it. It's about it's about what you do with it. So I mean, we've we've given them all this praised for how they've uh, approached the season so far and, and rightly so because they've been they've been excellent um at, for for at, in spells they've been excellent they've been pretty good uh for a lot for the rest of the time mostly um but it's about what happens now uh, but i think that you can only go on what you've seen and i think the, the the evidence would would suggest that they're in a decent place um and as i say the fact that you can you can take two key summer signings, if you like, out of the side and, and Mcnulty and, and Milt Grew against Celtic at Celtic Park and, and still come away with not just a point but like a really good performance as well. And and people talking about, well they maybe they maybe could have won that. Uh for the first time in a very long time it would have been as well at Celtic Park. That's all positive stuff. Um and and yeah beyond the results, I think the, the performance is is the big thing. And what what I see when I look at United at the moment, as a, as a team that that knows what it's doing and has a has a belief in in its identity and its shape, and, and and I think that's a really really big positive. So if they can keep working along those lines over these over these next few games, I, I, they'll certainly take points. I think, and and who knows, you know, by by the time the new year rolls around, who knows where they could be? Oh, who knows?
0: Nice. Jim will be? Jim will be talking up Europe again soon. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry <laughs> I'm about
1: that. next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for a trip.
0: <laughs> I know you are. Don't, don't worry about that. We know. Right. Well, that's the United section of the podcast over another, another St. Johnson Dundee game. Right, Sean. Dundee strikers. Mm-hmm. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll laughs> That's open-ended question there. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll start with Mr. Griffiths. We're obviously not going to go into no. Uh an open court case. No. About what happened at the during the uh the second half with the flair mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, but he played mm-hmm. he played against Rangers. Um mm-hmm. he still not scored. What yeah. you, what you making him? What are you making of him as far as what you see in terms of his his football and whether he's improved that Dundee team? Whether he's made it? Whether he's? Whether they've continued along a similar curve? Whether they've made the Dundee team's got worse?
2: worse. Well, I don't think you could say he's improved it at, at, at this point um, for fairly obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of struggling to score goals uh, with a minute, and then they haven't scored one with a minute. Uh, so I don't think you could say he's improved it. Um from watching him um I would say that he, he's looked he's looked like a guy who hasn't played a great deal of football. Um thinking about the Derby in particular I thought he was lively initially uh, in that game and had a had a couple of really good chances and, and which, which derby Sean
0: which derby Sean
2: oh which one of course yeah sorry the Dundee <laughs> Derby
1: um
2: yeah, he had a couple of decent chances early on, and in fact, could say he was unlucky not to score because I mean, the header was I, a good header. I the thought. header was a great yeah. one. I think he was very unlucky with that because, uh, yeah, that was that was that was well done. It was good technique and everything. So un- unfortunate there, but I, I I do think he did kind of fall out of that game as it went on, and I think that's that's understandable for someone who hasn't played as much who hasn't played much football um in a while, and I think he looks like that. Um, I think he looks like that sort of player. He needs he needs minutes, but the, the problem is that. Dundee aren't scoring um, and they haven't been scoring with him in the side so he's obviously gone off um, against Rangers and Jason Cummins has come on uh, now penalty obviously <laughs> you expect that to be stuck away Cummins has missed it so so I I don't know. You, might, you must if you're James McPate. You just must be looking at it going, Jesus! <laughs> why, why come on, take more not to shave them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, so it's 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 must be an incredibly frustrating time for James McPake because I mean, the 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 brought players in up front this summer. I mean, Cummins was there anyway, but Sheridan's come in. We've now got Griffiths in there as, as well. Uh, you could be asked obviously. Injured um, now, which is another thing. So he's a way out, but you've got guys like McMullen in there as well, who you'd be looking to, to contribute, and the, and the goals just aren't coming. So for all the, the start of the season, we're talking about how that's a that's a squad with some game changers in it. They haven't changed many games, if any. So that's the problem that they've got.
0: I mean, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, but I think it was he changed his. Uh, well, I, I know he changed his system. On uh, did you go to the the were you at dens Denz on Saturday, by the way. No, I watched him
1: telly. No. So it was probably so safer cha- given, given my he changed- relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: changed his, he changed his system, didn't he? So at, at the back. And am I right in saying it was Griffiths with Mac- McMullen quite central? Now- well,
1: <clears throat> he, he, went with, well he, he went with a 3-5, kind of two, didn't he, theoretically, you know, but it wasn't. I mean, it was kind of Griffiths pretty much leading the line, wasn't it? I
0: mean, McMullen... I wouldn't get caught up caught in the trap of I know that Robbie Nielsen tried it for a while and he got a bit of a success, didn't he, through the middle? But for me, he's not really got the guile that you need to play through them. You're better off just having him out, out wide and and just using his his raw pace. Cummings and Cummings and uh, Griffiths just isn't a natural partnership, is it? They're, they're they're the same type. They're the same type of player. Sheridan and Griffiths for me, if if. If they're both up to speed and they're both the player that we think they can be, Sheridan Griffiths to me seems like the one that you would give a you would give a go go to over a over a few games. Is that being too simplistic? I mean, Sheridan's kind of getting away with it, is he? Here, I mean, from what I mean, I'm again I've not seen a lot of Dundee, so I've come off the bench against Saints. Didn't look particularly ready to to make an impact. You know, getting to the pace of the game again, it can be hard as a substitute, but. You know Dundee had a good look at him, didn't they? Before they signed him, it wasn't you know they had him in on trial, so there's there's reasons why he's not getting as much game time as he would probably want to. But what what you know who would you be hanging your hat on now, Jim?
1: Well, the, if if you're playing a front two, I respect you know whether you play the two of them up up together as a kind of you know ten yards apart type sight force or one slightly behind the other, <coughs> they they actually look um, more of a. What I would uh, call a traditional
2: they strikers do. pairing
1: yeah. because Sheridan, uh, you know, is, is tall, he's rangy, he's a physical, uh, physically big specimen of a fella. You know, who should could stretch kind of the game, take you and, know, hold should. it, lay it off, all that sort of stuff. In the path of Griffiths, who is look, there's a couple of things that will always concern you. I mean, you, could you, you know, I, I'm a Griffiths fan. I think potentially he's a terrific striker. What you have to watch is and I, I, I'm well be guilty of this, is is bracketing him with the Lee Griffiths I remember and his pomp a couple of seasons ago. Now, it may well be that he's not that Lee Griffiths anymore. Um, More than a question,
0: couple of seasons ago, Jim, I think. Yeah, well,
1: indeed, Eric. I mean, I'm being, I'm being kind here. I mean, the, the, the key thing is does he retain, you know, even 70-80% of that? Because 70-80% of what he had I think he's still as good, if not better, than, than many. He's a fine striker of a ball. He, if he's still got a wee bur- burst of the kind of pace that he had, he's not a no player, but I mean, he's kind of what, what is Griffiths? Is he? Twenty nine thirty now. I mean, um, you know, he he is not, but he's not over the hill. You know, he's he, there should still be plenty, plenty of football left in him in yet. So, how do you pay, how do you get the service to him? How do you pair him so that he's not kind of you know in a box where there's two or three Rangers men or whoever it is round about him, where he's got to grasp and snatch at shots and all the rest of it? Can you find a pairing and, and Sheridan to me again? Um, the Sheridan, I recall, who looked, uh, you know, a, a, a very decent player before he went off on his... Of it was a while That's ago, right enough, It was a while ago. That's the problem. It was a while ago. I mean, I had a long chat with, with James McPake after the Derby, and, he, you know, he was hurting badly after that that one. um because he's played a lot of decent stuff and, and got nothing um, uh, from it. And he must be scratching his head because on the face of it, you know, with players like McMullen, who's creative and has got pace, you know, with, with, with Griffiths and, and and Cummings and Sheridan, who, you know, theoretically um, look as though they should be scoring goals and they're not doing it. Now, can, can you know, is it a case that, you know, after another couple of weeks training sessions and another couple of games, that he's going to get Griffiths up to speed um, and that sharpness comes back. It can take a while. Um, and Sheridan, similar is, is that, well, he will be hoping so. There's nothing lost at this stage. I mean, they're not, you know. I mean, Dundee are, are languishing. It's it's not a pretty uh, position they find themselves. Oh, one in. win
0: sorts them out, really. Yeah, you know, yeah that, that, that's right. I mean, it's,
1: you know, they're, they're not by any I means lost at the bottom of the table. I mean, there there are others down there with them as well. You know, so. Um, it's early days. I mean, I know I've, I know I've kind of said half-jokingly, it's never too early to panic. I mean, it's not a case of panic um, at this stage, but somewhere along the line, they need a, they need a wee bit of rub of the green. I mean, the, the, you know, the Cummings penalty was, you know, that that was one I think had Griffiths been in the park, he would have scored, you know. Um, Cummings, I don't know what he was playing at, trying to go down the middle. If you're going to go down the middle, I think you go down the middle high. Well, yeah, high base, you know, yeah, high and yeah, hard. High and hard. Put your laces through it. Because there's always a danger with a low ball that you're going to get catch the yeah, keepers three legs, which you know which happened. So you know D- Dundee are not by any manner of means um, out of things. They're not stranded. You know they're not on a sandbank in the middle of the take kind anything. Of but somewhere along the line, they have to start finding the service to provide uh, a Griffiths up front or a Sheridan or or, or or a Cummings, whoever they're going to kind of um, whoever they're going to lead the line with, and they've got to start finding goals. That uh, and that said. The, the midfield are going to have to chip in as well. I mean, well, you know, I was going to say McGee, You know, I mean, I was going
0: to say that, Jim. I mean, I just having watched Dundee on the TV, you know, in the and in, and in the, the against United and against and then watching the game back against Rangers and then seeing them against St. Johnson in the flesh, they don't look. They're not a team that I don't think <laughs> the strikers aren't. You know, I don't think they're lacking. Set. They're not being. They, they don't look isolated. You know, the, the, the midfielders they get up the pitch. Whether there's a goal-scoring midfielder in there, I have my doubts as well. Or you think Paul Paul McGowan certainly falls in that carrot. He gets his share. You know, but and the boy Max Anderson gets in gets into the box. But it's not. It's not a case of. You know, I don't think Lee Griffiths can turn around and say, "Look, we're you know, I'm 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 up here on my tod. I'm I'm as well. Just you know, sitting. You know scratching my head here there's you know the, the dundee players are passing the ball nicely they're getting up the pitch that that all just add to the the sort of sense of what on earth can i do more from james mcpeg other than keep trying the same things and hoping you know yeah. hoping it yeah. finally just turns for him
1: yeah i mean I was, at, I was at the ice hockey with a couple of dundee fans on on saturday night and uh You know, I think they're they're the same as every Dundee fan. They share that frustration. I think they look at the side and think, well, actually, there are times when they're playing really some tidy football, some neat football, uh, quite tidy in possession at times, you know, getting for. I mean, I, I like Max Anders. I think, you know, I say it to somebody, it reminds me of young Peter Mackey. Um, he's got energy. He's got a bit of flair about him. He's, you know, he, he passes well. Um, Cammy Kerr, I think, is, you know, looks a wee bit reborn to me as, as as well, you know. So there's a midfielder on the face of it, you know, with Ban and McGee, Marshall pushing on. That, that you know, they look as though they should be kind of getting forward, supplying the the front two, whoever they are, um, and getting in and around the box and, and having a dig. Maybe they just need to be kind of more adventurous and, and fire on sight. It, it's hard. It's hard to tell. I mean, you know, James is uh, you know is having to, I suspect, just you know, hitting hope at the moment. I mean, he's looking. He's assembled a squad. You know, on the face of it, look, look decent. They look, you know, they don't look to me like a bottom-of-the-table team, and yet they are. They find themselves there. So, you know, th- that's one of the frustrations, I think, of being a manager. you put in all the pieces on the chessboard. You think, right, that looks as though, you know, that looks as though I've got a kind of, you know, a decent score, a decent team here, and they still cannot find a goal. Um, it's a matter, of huge frustration for them. Um, Griffiths, I mean, you know, we kind of, as you say, we're not going to talk about an active case. Um, when he is playing, um, it's not that he's not active. You know, he's looking for the ball. He's wait- he's waiting for the ball. He's waiting for his chance to come. I kind of have a feeling that you know, if he once he gets off first base, then he might be he might be flying. You know, he, he might start to hit the net more regularly if he gets support. But the, the longer it goes on, and they've got some tough ones coming up, the longer it goes on without a goal the more frustrating it gets. And ju- just as across the road at United, United are, you know, are doing pretty well and winning games and, and all the rest of it. Then confidence builds. When you're losing games, the confidence seeps away. And that's where, you know, th- th- there's pressure on the manager in that respect that he's got to keep an entire squad kind of happy, upbeat, into training every day and, and keep them lively and on their toes and all the rest of it, you know. Um, and at the same time thinking, good God, where am I gonna go from? You know, so it's, it's, it's a tough gig for him at the moment.
0: Normally, Sean, you would say, a game against St. Johnston's defence is not the one you you would want to try and get yourself back on the goal trail, but St. Johnston have now got you know this they've got they've got to rejig their backline again. This will be the first time that I know obviously Jason Kerr's away, but you know none of Jason Kerr, Jamie McCart, and Liam Gordon, unless Liam Gordon's making a miraculous recovery from injury, are going to be starting this game. So you're looking at a St. Johnson back three that will, you know, F.A. Ambrose is bedded in nicely. Sean Rooney can certainly play on the right side. Who knows, maybe James Brown might be back from his hamstring injury, but they're going to have to fill in with somebody different on the left-hand side. Again, I mean, they've they've got Hayden Muller. The young lad, Mar- Lars not hasn't, hasn't played yet, so I doubt he'll come in and you can move Callum Booth in one. But, you know, it's not that, you know, it's not the traditional rock, that St Johnston are used to, so it is does this does this give Dundee hope that they can exploit a wee bit of
2: not uncertainty, but you know just, just a new a new trio? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't think it, it can't really be understated how, how important those three were you've mentioned for St Johnston last season. They were huge, all of them. Of uh, uh, course, they they want they want to be all and end all. Everybody else played their part as well, but they they were a huge part of what made St Johnston successful. That. Sort of trio, if you like, and the understanding that they had between them. So to have none of them available, uh, yeah, that that is an interesting situation for St Johnston. Um, and all right, yeah, they brought Ambrose in, who's an experienced head. Um, so you know, obviously he'll he'll play a part, but I mean, what do you do with the other two? Yeah, there, there are there are people who can slot in and 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 play there. We've seen that this season already with, with, with a few characters, and none of them have looked particularly out of place. But when the entirety of your three is sort of unfamiliar to each other, if you like, that is that is a situation that, that could throw up some uncertainty for Dundee to exploit. So I would I would imagine that James McPake could be looking at it and going, right, we, we might have a chance here uh, to do some damage because this this back three, whoever it may be, Will be relatively unfamiliar with each other when you think about what 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 they could have been facing. Certainly, with one or two of them available to have none of them, that's that's completely different. But I mean, what we have said about Saint Johnson on numerous occasions under Callum Davidson, and again we sort of yes, again we sort of touched yeah. on it. We, we we united, maybe beginning to look like a side who who know their system inside out, and when people can slot in and out as required, which is priceless. If you can get to that stage, I think St. Johnson are at that stage. I think that's that's testament to Callum Davidson's work over the last year more since he came in. I think everybody knows what's expected um, in that role. Whoever comes into the back three, even if they've not played together, they will, they will have played in one of those positions at some point. Um so I think in terms of the system they'll know what they're doing the only the only opportunity that Dundee might see is that it'll be communication and uh, the sort of interpersonal relationships and in between the three of them the way they play and obviously they'll, 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 whoever plays wider as well uh, if you like because that that'll be affected by who plays in the three so the, the, this there is there is uncertainty about St Johnston I think this week so um I I would I would imagine that that's something that James McPake will be will be thinking about this week and, and targeting as a as a potential opportunity.
0: Yeah, Jim. I mean, it could have been it could have been a perfect week for St. John'son. It would still go down as a good week. They're in another cup semi final. Had a, a, a great win up at, at Aberdeen with Stevie May getting his fiftieth goal. And then they were they were they were right as the footballers like to say they were right in the game at uh, Hibs. It was it was turning. It, it felt like. It was going to be another you know, St. Johnson one it against Hibbs, or, or you know, at worst a nil nil, and then we've all seen what happened with the penalty. You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't knock them off course, should it?
1: Well, I read your excoriating piece on referee John Beaton this morning, Eric. and uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, you know, the, 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 did you, did the, you the, agree <laughs> with the uh, the penalty decision, oh, Jim? Mean, the penalty was a, was scandalous. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was a combination of things. I mean, the sending off you know a word in the ear for you know um, should have sufficed. I know he'd been yellow carded already, but you know McCart was daft. We know that you know. But sometimes you know just a wee quiet word in the lug uh, on the way back uh, might have been better. But the penalty I just thought was 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 dreadful. But uh, look, that that that's 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 been and gone now. I mean, Callum Davidson has to. Now rejig the troops and 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 you're right. I mean a back three without Kerr McGordon or McCart looks very strange and indeed. Opportunities opportunities both for others to stamp their mark on um, you know uh, on the proceedings and and show the boss what they have opportunities for for Dundee to exploit um, uh, you know a, a back three which might be kind of. Unusual and strange, although I suspect that Callum, uh, being the way he is, will have schooled them well on the training ground. In the squad, know what's expected. He's, he's very tight that way in terms of the you know, their style of play and what's expected of them. So, uh, you know, I don't expect any 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 kind of dramatic faux pas, but it's an opportunity for Dundee, whether it's Griffiths or Cummings or uh, McMullen or whoever, to uh, to exploit any kind of uncertainty, corridors of uncertainties, as we like oh, to see yes. in football these days, you know. Do, so, um, there's an opportunity <laughs> o- o- on both sides. It's a, it's, a game of, it's a game I'm really intrigued with, I think, because I think for all saints have done well, I don't think they have quite um, hit their stride yet. I, mm-hmm. I, and I'm okay. to see if there's a stride for Dundee to hit because I think there should be, there should be, but, but at the moment the, the, they're struggling to find it. So I think it's, it's an intriguing game. It's a derby. Uh, there, there's never any love lost. Don't mean that in a bad way, but there's not any love lost. I mean, it's you want one over on your closest rivals. I mean, St. Johnston, you know, in recent years, St. Johnston, um, smaller of the three sides, you know, support-wise, but you know, the better run in recent uh, and well, and, and a long for a long, long time. Five, five, clean, three sheets, three five sides, clean sheets in
0: a row for Xander yeah, Clark against I mean, Dundee.
1: Just you know, uh, I mean. Uh, Everything would point in in the direction of, of Saints being successful again, but I just I, I I've got a feeling that there's, there's there's not a tiger in the tank waiting to get out of danger. But I've got a feeling that you know if they get off first base, if they can start to score goals, that, that there might be something a wee bit more than we've seen. So, well, there's got to be something a wee bit more than we've seen so far to emerge from there. If there's not, then 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 they're in trouble because on the face of it, they have a decent squad. They've got to start scoring goals. They've got to start getting results. Uh, and Saints, I suspect, will um, you know, uh, haven't quite hit the, their high spot yet, despite the fact they're back in the semi-final league cup. And I think there's probably more, uh, a fair bit more to come from from Saint Johnson as well.
0: No, I mean, Sean, arguably, Saints' best performance of the season. If, we take, if you take the the obvious two away games in Europe out there. Out of the equation, but their their best domestic performance of the season was probably the one they lost at home to, to Rangers. But and they they scored their their you know they scored an, an open play goal as well, which was a bit of a rarity at that point. Certainly before Stevie May followed up the following weekend, playing at home, creativity and goals is a, is a bit of a theme though, isn't it? And it's one that you know I'm you know Callum, Callum Davison will be aware of. It's, you know, the fans will want to see, you know, Vertainans feel felt like the big the big summer signing, if you like. You know, there was a few summer signings. You know, they paid money for him and there was all the weight with, with the work permit and all the rest of it. And, this, you know, when you get a foreign signing, there's always that bit more of intrigue and excitement, isn't there? Because it's, it's the unknown. You want to get him integrated into the team at some... You know, he won't want... I know that Callum said this isn't going to be a guy Melamed scenario where you're waiting until the the turn of the year type thing. But, you know, you you want to get him into the team sooner rather than later, don't you? Because this is a guy who you've given a two-year contract to and, you you know, Saints fans are hoping could be, you know, the X factor for them.
2: Yeah, I couldn't argue with that. Um, I mean... We, we talked about earlier in terms of um, St. Johnson being very specific in terms of their system and everybody knowing their jobs. I mean, you've heard, you have to imagine that this is part of it. <laughs> Why players aren't well? Why, but on a few occasions, players haven't been chucked straight in. Melamed, obviously being one of them, Bertin being another one. Um, maybe it's a case that Callum Davidson looks at them and trust is a big thing for him, isn't it? It's a word yeah, that he's, he's used, used the a yeah, yeah. lot. Um, I actually used it the other the other week when speaking about Charlie Gilmore and Cammie Ballantyne again, which I noted. Um, so I think it, it maybe takes a little bit of time for Callum to to have that trust uh, that these players coming in can slot into the system and do the jobs that he that he asked them to do. But with and yeah, I, I think as you say, goals, and particularly at home, but goals goals have been harder to come by uh, for St Johnson, Um and getting somebody on the park who's supposedly been brought in to get them. It's an, it's an exciting prospect for St. Johnson fans who, who are desperately wanting to see their side turn. The good play uh, that they're capable of into goals and into points. Um, and I think that the tiny little snippet that, that St. Johnson fans saw of returning against um, Rangers when he came on, there was, I think, I've touched on this before, but there was that wee ripple of sort of excitement when he when he had that acrobatic like kind of kick, overhead yeah. kick attempt from a corner that you just you don't tend to see Saint Johnson players trying
0: and and the socks halfway down the shins always yeah, make you think here's a player here's a player yeah a bit of a player. maverick yeah. yeah. or something yeah <laughs> absolutely
2: <laughs> so uh, I think there is a there's there's it's not a desperation but there's certainly a a, a keenness to see Vertainen, um playing. Um, and I understand why why Rangers wasn't the one for him to start a hundred percent because it just it's it's too odd a game it's too unlike any others really that he'll, that he'll be asked to play. Um, but we're we're getting a few weeks down the road from that now, and, and I think there is a sort of a clamour to see him now, like get him in there because it's not as if all right. How many times have we praised Chris Kane for for doing the job he does for St. Johnston? And it is a very specific job. And to be fair, I mean, he's actually scored a couple of important goals, uh, along the very important goals along the way, as well. But I mean, mostly what he does is, is sort of to aid. The system, if you like, to get some Johnson up the park, and he does it very, very well. Stevie May's obviously scored at Aberdeen, which was which was great to see. We want to see him doing more of that. We want to see him having more shots from from distance and just having a crack at it, being more instinctive as a player. So that's that's good too. Middleton,
0: Middleton's gone off the boil a wee bit, I have to say. A wee bit, yeah. He
2: wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah.
0: Uh, he wasn't well, obviously, he didn't play against Rangers, which didn't help, and he wasn't very good up at Aberdeen. He wasn't great at Denz either, and then he came off the bench. So it'll be actually been the most consistent one for me up front. Yeah. I mean, he's, and, and Kane. Kane just keeps doing what he does, you know? Yeah, he
2: so. does, yeah. But Tynan's but, but one that, that we want to see, I think. St. Johnson fans want to see him in the team. Um, want to see him, what he can do. Because as yet, we just don't know. Don't really know what he's all about. Um, So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as if, they, as I say, the, the other guys that I've sort of talked about there, they all do a very specific thing and they, and they do it well but it's not as if they're, they're, they're setting the heather light in terms of scoring goals so I think it's 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 only natural that St Johnson fans would look at this guy that's been brought in and as you say there was a bit of a saga around it and that's not, not anybody's fault but that's just the nature of bringing foreign players in post-Brexit if you like it took a while but he's here now, they paid money for him so I think St. Johnson fans are entitled to sort of say, "Well, let's see him.
0: Well, there was one just before we wrap it up, Jim. I, I I forgot to to mention it in the in the Dundee segment. Finlay Robertson going out on loan to to Cove Rangers, which you know it's going to get him. It's going to get him game time. It's you know it's a good it's it's a good team. I saw a team that's you know looking to progress through the leagues, and of course there's, you know everyone's been said the right thing. You know, blah blah blah. It's kind of it's this. This isn't what we expected, though, is it? You know, he was talk. He was talked up as the, the the big hope. You know, it wasn't Max Anderson we were getting talked about a couple of years ago. It was it was Finlay Robertson. Has what's kind of what's? I don't want to say use the phrase what's gone wrong, but what's not happened for him at Dens that maybe those that were speaking so much about him thought would.
1: Well, it, it's today. I mean, you know, he's a lad. He's been capped a couple of times for Scotland under 19s, isn't he? You know, I mean, he, he, I think he's is six six appearances um, for, for Dundee. And he's gone off to, you know, the Bull under uh, Paul Hartley, of course, who was the Dundee manager. So, I mean, it he's a young lad. He's 18 years of age. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, suddenly thinking he's not maybe developing the way we want. Or for the moment, the way things are shaping up, we don't think, you know, he, he has this quality or that quality, that's not for a a moment to say he he will never have them. It's just that maybe going out alone at a slightly well, at a lower level. Let's be. It's not a slightly lower level. It is a lower level. Um, Will improve them. Will you know whatever, toughen him up, harden them up, give him an appreciation of different things. And he's going of, of course to, to a very good club. I mean, cover a very very good club with good ambitions. You know. So you know the lad. He's played at championship and Premiership level. He's still a young lad, eighteen. Although you know f- football's football's different. You see it at Tannadice, you know sixteen year olds getting thrown in. I mean, he was only sixteen. When he, he made his debut for Dundee in the Premiership, you know. So I mean, I, I I wouldn't um I wouldn't at all be concerned about that. I think you know managers see their players in training every day of the week. They um uh, you know if they cannot guarantee them starts, rather than a young boy losing heart or kind of losing interest, far better he goes to a club where he's playing every single well, week. Cent- centre midfield is level. an
0: area of strength for, for yeah. Dundee. For but, possibly the area of strength, you know.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's I mean, quite quite tough to kind of you know put a fit, a fit Charlie Adam at the at the picture, isn't it? You know, so I I don't think uh, I mean you know, I think if you're going to put a boy on loan, you want to put him to a good club, and I think um, Dundee are wise in letting him go to a club who've got great ambitions. I think you know.
0: Ah well, let's hope one step back to make two steps forward, which I'm I'm sure it will be. He's, 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 we're talking about that sort of you know that position earlier on with you know Levitt, you know the guys that can. Just basically keep hold of the ball, recycle it and make choose a choose you know, have a good range of short and long passing and you know, basically do that. You think Finley Robertson looks to have the tools to, to be that player in the long term and let's 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 hope he is for Dundee. Well, thanks again guys and thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye bye.
2: Local Matters.